0: This has been a full Dinosaur production. Meow. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the AT&WB podcast. Yes, we're still doing this podcast, even though it's been uh, a month since the DC fandom and we have not talked about it at all. And that's okay, because if you just start, if you're just listening to these episodes like in order, then like... This is just the next episode, and it's like, you're listening like f- 50 years in the future. You're going to be like, it doesn't matter that they like didn't do this for three weeks and are back, <laughs> but it's fine. We're here. This is going to be amazing. I'm also here joined with not Alex Wilson, who is our resident Smallville uh, enthusiast, but I am joined here with Alex Newman, our resident Supernatural expert. Hi, Alex. Hi. <laughs>
1: gonna go with more like supernatural fan maybe not expert <laughs> that's fair i mean i would have, i I
0: just described alex wills alex wilson as uh I, I i just forget the word that i just used to describe him i thought it was like a perfect setup to describe you as that and then i didn't describe you as that intentionally <laughs> uh. Yeah, Uh, yeah. I mean, again, we're lovers, not experts at all of these things. I'm still learning. There's so much about Warner Brothers that I'm learning. I'm learning about all all of the Warner Brothers, for instance, that are very fascinating. Uh, The Jack Warner wrote a book, um, "My First Hundred Years in Hollywood." That's what the book is called. So I'm reading that, and that'll be an episode. I'll do it just on uh, that book, which should be very. Interesting because it's from his perspective too. So I'm sure it's completely skewed and not at all what reality was. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Alex, hi, Alex. I've been wanting to get you on this podcast for a while. I've had many different ideas for what we can do together. Um, obviously, I want to do a uh, supernatural episode with you because we're covering all the WB network shows slash cw network shows slash upn shows which are all the same thing at the end of the day (laughs) like by 2020 they're all they're all the same thing so um even though buffy is owned by fox who is owned by disney so if they were to make a new buffy the vampire slayer they would do it on disney plus which or on hulu i guess They should just give Ryan Murphy. uh, Oh no, he doesn't work at Hulu anymore. Never mind. Oh gosh, there's
1: there's too many streaming services.
0: (laughs) There's way too many. Yeah, uh, um, uh, Ryan Murphy went from Hulu over to well, he was he was sorry, he was at FX, which kind of FX and Hulu merged, and he went over instead to Netflix. So he's been making he's he's made like three or four shows now over at Netflix, which is. He's been pumping them out really fast. I don't think Shonda Rhimes, who has a Netflix deal, has had that many Netflix shows since she started her deal. I could be mistaken, though. I'm not sure.
1: I think she cares a little more about quality.
0: <laughs> That's true. I mean, I honestly, I think all of Ryan Murphy's shows, like, They're just, like, he even said this about American Horror Story. They're just, like, his dreams. Like, he just comes in and is like, this is what I dreamed. And he tells it to the writers in the writer's room. And then they're just like, oh, okay, you dreamed about a, like, like a vat of semen getting thrown into a fire and breaking. Copy. We'll write that down. We'll add that to the, like, the coven season. (laughs) That's like, like, you know, it's what everyone dreams of. (laughs) (laughs) it's just like uh. yeah i dream of like nurse ratchet but like she's sarah paulson i dream of like uh the the lawyer from oj simpson but it's sarah paulson actually that that was like his best season of anything that he did was the oj simpson did you see that at all well this isn't the fox podcast i don't know why we're talking about this <laughs>
1: and, and no I, I missed all the oj stuff
0: uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Sarah Paulson's really great and Sterling K. Brown is really great in that. Uh like I think they both win Emmys, if I'm not mistaken, or at least Golden Globes for those performances. They'd really good. And then there's like John Travolta's is also in it. <laughs> and like um uh what's his name? Um from Friends is also in it, Ross. Um so oh, it's yeah. It's, uh well, David Schwimmer. There
1: yeah. Go. Yeah, it was going to drive me nuts. <laughs> yeah. And if I can
0: bring to HBO, Curb Your Enthusiasm, he was on the fourth season of Curb Your Enthusiasm in the final episode. Did you ever see that, that as the producer season? I don't even know if you know anything about the producers. Like, have you seen those m- movies? Like, there's two of them. It's crazy. That, that's a crazy thing, the producers.
1: Yeah. I've seen both versions of producers. Okay. And also, I've not totally caught up on *Curb Your Enthusiasm* though. But I've seen
0: me neither. I've seen
1: God. I don't remember when I stopped watching. Uh, well,
0: season four is the producer season where it's like Larry David goes to be part of the like he goes to be in the producers. Yeah. He plays Beale Stock, and they need a Bloom, so they do. They get David Schwimmer because it takes up less letters. Because they just write Larry David Schwimmer. (laughs) And then the last episode is just basically like a shot for shot of like them trying and you know it's revealed at the end of that spoilers it's revealed that like the reason why they put larry david into the show was to crash the show so the producers can make the money and walk away which is the premise of the producers so that's what happens in the last episode it's just shot for shot of like the the, the original movie it's brilliant it's so good i love that so much like i also saw it on broadway i saw like the third uh like cast of people which was steven Weber from wings um oh. yeah who is not the actor who plays um superman's voice that would be tim daly from wings <laughs> but again i'm trying to ke- exactly i'm trying to keep <laughs> it in the Warner like field right now our conversation and uh yeah and uh, the other guy was oh richard kind oh yeah Uh, Who a lot of people, if you've, I don't know, you probably haven't seen it, but they um, released the trailer for The Batman uh, recently with um, Colin Farrell is playing Penguin, but he has all these prosthetics on. So he like, no one knew it was him uh like in the trailer. Like it had to be pointed out like by the makeup artist. She's like, no, this is Colin Farrell's character. And someone actually like compared him to Richard Kind. They're like, this is Richard Kind and then this is Richard Mean, <laughs> which is because that's what he that's who he looks like. <laughs> like they made Colin Farrell look like Richard well mean. <laughs> that's
1: that's yeah. weird. And that, yeah, I haven't seen the trailer.
0: Yeah. Which will which brings me to the DC fandom um which <clears throat> get into a little bit here uh, which the 22 million people uh, watched the DC fandom on August 22nd 2020 because again people could be what, listening to this 50 years in the future and being like, why are these people talking about a fandom like what is what is that? did they go to it? It's like, no, we didn't go to it because there was a coronavirus that killed 200,000 Americans by September 2020. whoa. Yeah. Yes, people, fifty years in the future. This is all real. It all really happened. I just this this podcast is really all about the destruction and collapse of America and American civilization. while well, everything was
1: collapsing, have. we were talking about
0: the DC yeah.
1: fandom.
0: Yeah. As we're talking about the DC that's... fandom, <laughs> the entire world collapsed around us. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, twenty two million people. Uh, so like I I was attesting like, and it was only a twenty four hour event on on that Saturday, and it was these like not panels per se like you would have at a comic con, but they were these like presented forms of Zoom calls, or for the rock sake, he just stood on a green screen like be in front of a green screen that they turned into like a giant rock cave, which looked really <laughs> cool. And then, they, and then he talked for like 20 minutes about him being in a movie that doesn't exist yet, Black Adam, which they were, again, supposed to film this year, but they couldn't because of COVID. Uh, another thing was, uh, like, it was a Zoom call, but they made it look, like, really cute. And it was for uh, Shazam. Um, it was for Shazam, so they had a bunch of the cast of Shazam up. And they also had Sinbad there. And um, if... Now... I, you haven't seen a lot of the uh, DC uh, comics films, correct?
1: Yeah, almost none. <laughs> I have to like think about it to even remember what all the films are. I've seen Suicide okay, here, Squad.
0: Here, uh, oh, really? Out of all of them? Okay. That's, that's fair. Here, I'll, I'll like rip through them. Like the How about the Christopher Reeve Superman movies? Superman.
1: <laughs> um, I saw the very, I'm pretty sure I saw the very first one.
0: Okay, that's fair. I've only seen the first two. I haven't seen the third or fourth one. I'm, like, waiting to, like, see them. Um, How about the four original Batman movies? I keep doing that. I'm pluralizing it. Um, Like, have you seen Batman, Batman Returns Forever, or And Robin?
1: Yeah, I've definitely seen all of those. Okay. uh, And multiple times.
0: Okay. I think I'm going to blow your mind, actually, um, as we keep talking about this and about the (laughs) fandom. Um, so you've you seen Suicide Squad then, and like the new thing. Oh, have you seen like um, Batman Begins, Dark Knight, and Rises?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Seen so, you know, all okay. those.
0: Okay, that's great. And then for the new ones, again, I haven't seen some of the new ones either. Surprise. Um, because again, I'm like waiting to see them one day, or like I, I just like the whole like Justice League, where they had Joss Whedon come in and he made Justice League, as it <laughs> were, as it's called. <laughs> i don't know the whole thing kind of like ticked me off and i didn't want i don't know i so i just i wasn't paying attention to any of that so i still haven't seen bvs batman versus superman or justice league and um yeah but I, I again i i love i like i've seen birds of prey i thought that was really great but specifically i think you should check out uh shazam uh it's a wonderful movie uh, it's it really is big meets like Superman or like spider-man or something it's a really good it's just like it's really great how it's laid out and um made I think that film has a really has a lot of heart in it and it's um has some really dark things that happen in it too that um that that uh, these kids just have to like deal with, which I think is just really great. I think it's really cool how it's built into the film. That like the heart of the film is these these children, these kids. It's really cool, um, kind of being a family together. Uh, but so they had a Shazam panel, and they had all of them there, and then all of a sudden, Sinbad came on, and. <laughs> And they're like, what? Why are you doing here, Sinbad? Like, why are you here? And he's like, well, like, people think I'm in the movie Kazam. Like, this is the movie Kazam, right? And they're like, no, this is not the movie Kazam. (laughs) This is the movie Shazam. He's like, well, people think I'm in this movie, too. And he's like... And and then so, like, they kept kind of hinting that maybe he'd be in the sequel. (laughs) We're not really sure. And then the little girl um, who's in it, who's incredible, she, like draws up a poster for the for the second movie and then she reveals it and it's called uh, shazam fury of the gods so they they revealed like the sequel name of the movie and then like sinbad is just like sid standing in the middle of this poster so it's like all of them it's very epic <laughs> and then just sinbad's just there which i don't i don't know if a lot of people know this about me i hope they do um when they see me they immediately like get the vibe that i am a huge sinbad fan and that one of the movies i watched the most as a kid like arguably the movie i watched most as a kid is house guest
1: house guest
0: which i <laughs> love that movie so much like i like if someone told me that was a bad movie it just wouldn't compute to me because like of how ingrained that movie is into my like psyche like everything about it. I just love, I used to watch it so much to the point where I wrote like a story about a guy who worked at a magazine and one day he like, he like, and he ends up finding like the secret room and like has a printer in it. So he presses the printer button and it prints out the first issue of like the magazine that he works for. And so it's like this crystal crisp, clean copy of it. And so then these bad guys are trying to get it from him. And I base the bad guys off of the bad guys from house Guest. They're the same people. <laughs> I just named him big bold. And I actually think that's like a kind of cool name for like, a, yeah. Yeah. Anyway.
1: Yeah. I mean, if Sinbad's in, in it, I will for sure see it.
0: <laughs> Thank Yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. Like there's no first kid. Um, he's, he's also, I didn't know this. He was in homeward bound too. Um, San Francisco, some Lost in San Francisco. Is that the name of that movie?
1: Yeah, I don't remember him in it, he, but I can believe. Yeah, it. he
0: plays one of the stray dogs. <laughs> uh, when I, I worked on Disney movies, you worked with me on them too. Oh yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. We both had that job, and um, I finally saw that movie. That was like one of the Sinbad movies that had escaped me, and I finally saw it. It working that job. There was that other job that we did which was crazy do you remember that
1: yeah i don't know how much i'm like actually allowed to talk about that yeah we shouldn't talk about this (laughs) we shouldn't you should probably legitimately Uh, (laughs) arrange this part uh
0: yes absolutely (laughs) do do an edit from
1: this
0: (laughs) there's this big um rumor now you know that like obviously sinbad is probably going to be in shazam 2 fury of the gods but like a lot of people are saying that he's going to play Talky Tiny, who is a anthropomorphic tiger. So they actually have like um like a stuffed animal like tiger in the first movie, kind of as a homage to this character. And so, oh, <laughs> like if Sinbad's playing his voice, like that that's just brilliant. Like, yeah, I'm all here for like I'm all here for like a talkie Tiny, like in Shazam 2, and then a talky-tiny spinoff on HBO Max. Like I'm all about that stuff. Which uh, brings me to another thing. So you saw Suicide Squad. You know that they're making The Suicide Squad now.
1: Uh, No. Uh Is is it just like a remake of the other movie? No, it's
0: actually James Gunn when he was fired from Disney off of Guardians 3. DC Comics, you know, Warner Brothers scooped him up and... They are. They stuck him on uh, the Suicide Squad, which was kind of like a rebooted sequel. Uh, so it has some of the actors from the original. Like it has the actor who played Captain Boomerang. Um, is, is it Jai Courtney or and Joel Kinnaman? It has both of them. So Captain Boomerang okay. and Rick Flagg, I believe. And then. Uh, but. Oh, good.
1: No Will Smith. No
0: Will Smith. In fact they recast Will Smith as Idris Elba and then but then uh James Gunn was like no we're not going to recast that character like in the DC universe like that's ridiculous like Idris Elba's playing a different character who also has a daughter um (laughs) but a different character nonetheless so he plays a completely different character so at the DC fandom they revealed all of their names, like who all of these actors are playing. Cause Nathan Fillion's in the movie, obviously Margot Robbie's reprising her role as Harley Quinn. So this will be her third outing as Harley Quinn. Um, and then um, you'll, you also have John Cena as the peacemaker and he's also getting an HBO max spinoff. Yeah. yeah I think that's going to be pretty cool. So uh, I what they're doing now and this podcast is a lot about Warner synergy and uh, what they're doing now finally is they're taking these movies that they're making and they're making like these sister series on HBO max to kind of go along. So they take place in the same universe. Um, They have the same like creative team maybe behind them to a degree. Um, But they're, you know, but you know, one's the movie and then one's like the 10 episode series. So for Dune, you know, the new Dune movie is coming out. That's a Warner brothers movie. So they're doing Dune, the sisterhood on HBO max, which is going to be a TV series.
1: Interesting. Yeah.
0: And then for the Batman, uh, they're going to do Gotham PD on HBO max. So the, you know, same universe, but just a different, just a different part, just different time that they'll be exploring. So that's like,
1: I randomly did see the tra- a trailer for Gotham PD. It did. Was, did not look good. Oh, no,
0: that was that was probably for Gotham the Fox TV series uh starring Ben McKenzie from the OC as Commissioner. Oh, Order. you
1: know what? I think you're right. Yeah.
0: That was the Fox because, series.
1: Ooh. Yeah, that looked bad. Yeah,
0: that is uh it's very it's very procedural. It's very network TV-esque. Um I'd I watched like the first 3 episodes and I couldn't really um i i retired from it i retired after those three episodes uh yeah just wasn't for me maybe it's for other people uh yeah it was kind of i don't know i really like ben mckenzie though i just um i'm sure his commissioner gordon at times was excellent but um those shows are hard to keep up with too like doing 22 episodes a season and they make they make those episodes in six days too it's ridiculous
1: but well, I feel like it was also one of those cases where I, the trailer was just really bad. Like the show actually, like, you know, having not seen it, I really can't say, but like the trailer just was like, Ooh, yeah, I don't want to watch. this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch. I'll just watch Batman, the animated series again. Thank you very much. Uh, but you well, you know, Jeffrey Wright is playing commissioner Gordon in the Batman. So it's um, oh. Matt Reeves is directing Robert Pattinson is Batman. Uh, commissioner gordon is jeffrey wright which who i'm the most excited about like so i'm sure he's gonna pop up on this gotham pd show and um, they're also going to talk about the corruption in the police force because of course that's what's happening right now also hbo um the emmys were this past weekend and uh watchman won 11 emmys and hbo like took in like the most emmys by far like the most emmy wins like I think the other ones combined um like didn't eat like Amazon, uh, Netflix and like Showtime, like all of them combined in even fair to how many Emmys HBO brought in through secession and through specifically Watchmen for limited series, which is great. I don't know if you've seen Watchmen, but I consider it like one of the greatest TV shows of all time and one of the most important shows of all time
1: interesting i need to see it yeah i don't have the i don't have any uh i don't have access to hbo so okay i'm not caught up on any h well that's not entirely true i'm not caught up on a lot of hbo shows yeah
0: i would highly highly suggest it uh it is a show that like opened a lot of people's eyes in america to like the atrocities of what has happened in america and um in race relations and in uh like certain americans that don't have the same rights as other americans in certain times you know and and it's also like watchmen so it's like really amazing that they can balance out like like damon lindelof was able to balance out these two things so beautifully and make this like just incredible product that like sings it's it's really amazing
1: because it's it's set in our time right it's not set in the the time of the the comic is it no or the, it's the graphic
0: it's set in our time and okay. they do do flashbacks to um tulsa oklahoma in 1921 1922 i believe okay. so it's 98 years they also show you like 98 years in the past because there was something that happened in real life that they're like really focusing on mm, and
1: yeah okay yeah i i i already made the connection good yeah good
0: because uh, a lot of people like don't know about it and this opened their eyes about it so and that's just like one tiny bit of this entire whole thing i don't know if you've ever read the Watchmen comic but uh like the graphic novel. yeah um
1: yeah and I'm, I'm a big fan of the the, the like five hour completed version too that they made oh uh, yeah pretty, I, th- I liked that
0: yeah that was really cool
1: a lot more than the actual theatrical release which i thought was just missing too much stuff <laughs> definitely because
0: that includes the is it the curse of the black it's not it's not pearl what is it it's like it's the animated um, bit that's the comic book in the comic
1: yeah it includes the entire animated bit as well as a whole bunch of like extended sequences and stuff that honestly it just it it really fills it out in a way that the movie really failed to
0: that's really cool did you have you, so you've seen Zack snyder's Watchmen? have you like the completed edition have you seen man of steel
1: no i haven't seen any of the new superman movies i've seen part of i guess men of steel was the first one right? yeah
0: that was the first of the of the yeah. of the like the well they were calling it the dceu like of the snyder verse films really
1: yeah i I saw part of it, but I didn't finish it. I was never big... Just, like, in terms of all the superheroes, Superman would definitely be my least favorite. That's fair, yeah. <laughs> so I'm always the least interested in, in Superman. Yeah. Also because, like, I guess, like, on some, like, most basic level, I've just never understood Superman.
0: That's fair. I, there's uh, two Superman comics I really love. Um, or maybe even... oh well, yeah. I mean All Star Superman, uh, which is, is Grant Morrison's uh Superman. Uh again, I, I love Grant Morrison as a writer and I think like what he did is really interesting. I think like Superman in there like sequences his DNA at some point. <laughs> but like mm-hmm. I think he realizes like Grant like that like Superman is like you know, he's Superman, so, like, what do you do with that, and what do you do with a book that's called All-Star Superman, and it's, like, really interesting, like, how Grant Morrison plays with the idea of who Superman is, and then there's Red Sun, all these, like, all, yeah, uh, and Red Sun, you know, is, like, is an alternate, uh, story of an Else Worlds, if you will, um, of, uh, superman landed in russia instead you know communist russia so like w- hmm. what happened instead so like batman is like i think he's like uh a german like revolutionary <laughs> in in that and weird yeah and it's like it's really crazy and um the end of it well i I shouldn't spoil it for you but the the very end like the last like couple panels or the last couple pages is like crazy it's so cool what they do maybe i should spoil it for you can i spoil it for you
1: (laughs) no you shouldn't (laughs) okay
0: i won't read red sun i think it's only three issues too so it's like less than 100 pages it's like 60 pages it's um it's really great um yeah what they do in the last bits you're like well this is this is this is what the story should be yeah like this is like this makes so much sense and this is so cool How, what they uh, it's just so cool
1: <laughs> i i guess like my main issue with superman has always been like the most basic of things is that like he's not a man yeah <laughs> like it should just be like super alien or like super guy who looks like or like super alien that looks like a man or... yeah
0: like they, yeah they all vaguely look and i think like in the mythology i always think it makes sense because like his father like kal like intentionally sends him to earth because he knows that that's the most like krypton like people that exist like that's how i always see it does that make sense mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean.
0: But like, I guess it's hard.
1: I think the, I think that most of my Superman like mythology and stuff was based off of the, I guess it was the like '90s, animated. Oh yeah, Superman. The
0: kids WB the 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 Superman adventures or the yeah, the Superman yeah, the animated series. Remember,
1: yeah, and I just I always remember like, I just always had so many issues with like. I don't know. It 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 almost seemed like they took they were taking the story so seriously, but like the setup and the premise to me seemed more like the like it should be more like the like nineteen like nineteen sixties Adam West Batman.
0: Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I uh, <laughs> where like yeah,
1: I would have had a lot more fun with it if it was like, you know, here's this like <laughs> like super hunk. I, I don't know. I I think it just. I think I would have enjoyed it, or it would have been easier to sell it to me, if it had been goofy and then serious.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I mean, again, one of my favorite Batman movies is Batman Forever, and I think that movie walks this delicate line of being super serious, but also like the Adam West silly Batman, and I think it does a pretty good job at that. Although uh, there's just things like you know, like Tommy Lee Jones's performance. Uh, is not good in that movie like you know there's like obviously like jim carrey's chewing the scenery but i love it you know like it's like there's some really silly stuff but like um overall i think that movie does walk this like balance and i think it does do a good job while batman and robin like you know just is super corn so it's, it's like it's like corn everywhere it's so corny
1: <laughs> yeah they just they went full camp with batman and robin yeah
0: yeah the like the bat card like the the credit card uh but i get yeah, i love uh, the schumacher uh, gotham city like yeah. i love
1: r.i.p schumacher he just died like this this like a couple months ago or something yeah
0: yeah which is really sad and people are people want the schumacher cut of batman forever now too which is like a darker version because now that we're all getting like director's cuts of other things so why not why not this one too um yeah and rest in peace schumacher he made some great stuff um he was a really uh interest he was a really interesting director very uh very um performance like opera uh, like operatic his like films were almost like i mean phantom of the opera was i Believe like something that he always wanted to do and was finally able to do, and you could see like how much he like loved being in that world when he was making that movie because it's it it takes its time that film. I don't I, don't, I think I've only gotten halfway through his Phantom <laughs> of the Opera. <laughs>
1: it's good. It's it it got the reviews on it were pretty. You know harsh but i actually think it's a pretty good movie yeah i
0: mean again it was his passion project so like it it is exactly what it needs to be and like yeah
1: he's one of those directors that like i always i I guess i always like heard and there's a lot of like reviews and people that kind of consider him more along like the kind of a hack or or not a good director but then i like start going through all the films he's directed and i'm like nah this guy's good yeah
0: definitely (laughs) you know he made a he made two batman movies in his career and i think you know nolan made 3 and i think it's interesting when these like prolific directors turn to a franchise and they decide like oh i'll make a franchise movie like it's just like cuz you like you have your own like filmography which is like its own thing and then there's this other filmography of, like, all of the Batman movies. And then you're kind of, like, crossing paths. You know what I mean? Like, you're you're yeah. crossing streams there. I always find that really interesting. And, like, should you cross streams there? Or sometimes they, like, yeah, definitely. Like, definitely have, uh, like, of course, peop- everyone wants to see the Wes Anderson version of anything, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, like, thinking back on it on some of the franchises, I think it's kind of interesting looking at some of the directors that took on some of those franchises, because like, I would consider them more uh, auteurs or whatever, like Christopher Nolan and uh, Tim Burton and yeah. uh, Joel Schumacher. And it, I don't think we have guys like that directing any of the, the franchise films really anywhere. Snyder, when, they, when the DC Universe started, I, I would consider him like that. But most of the other people they've kind of brought on, I would consider more generic studio directors same thing with the marvel films
0: yeah let's see there's david ayer they got for suicide squad and they they like they did take his movie and re-edit it and they let the the trailer house that made the trailer um edit the movie and that's why it's very that like all of the songs sound like like you know the top 100 rock like classic rock yeah I love all those songs, but I've heard them to death. I really don't need to hear, like, that Guns N' Roses song again. Like, I'm sorry. I've heard it so many times. (laughs) Like, this movie is not going to, like... There's a reason for it in Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, the reason for, like, the 80s music. And it's because he's listening to his cassette tape that his mom made him. So, like, he has a cassette deck at, like, um, a cassette player. uh, Walkman. And... He's listening to it, and it's the tape that his mom made. So it's like all her favorite songs. So like that has like some like emotional resonance in the movie. While Suicide Squad, it's like let's put classic rock in this movie because like I like classic rock music, so why not? You know these these songs are really popular. It'll make the movie popular. It's just like kind of annoying.
1: Yeah, I don't know if it would have been much better with like I, I guess regular with air's control because i mean as far as i understand he has had control over some of his other films and i i don't necessarily think that any of them are really bad but that i just div- i don't i think he's had a certain he's a studio director to me he's not an auteur he doesn't have a a unique directing voice
0: for sure i don't say you have seen probably the most movies of anybody i know so i do think you have a degree to say this <laughs> you have like the ability to say these words right now um the authority if you will uh yeah i think yeah i don't i don't know if david ayers cut of would mit would be much better honestly uh either um but, like see i mean there's also um i mean poor um oh the director of wonder woman wonder woman 1984 um she also did uh, Monster. Patty. Oh, is
1: it? Is it Patty Jenkins? I, I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, Patty Jenkins. Yeah, okay.
0: So, yes, yeah, she did. Uh, I like how many movies has she made? There has like I think I said them all. <laughs>
1: yeah, I. Um, oh shoot, I don't remember. Uh, she did something else before this. That was uh, pretty good. Um, oh, it wasn't. That's right. She directed some. She directed a handful of good tv shows okay uh yeah because she directed an episode of uh rest of development she was directed a couple episodes of entourage uh so she was working in between
0: yeah which is great um so yeah she i mean i guess like when you say studio director there's also like these directors there's like the tv directors to tv show directors
1: yeah they, they're 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 typically what I would still call studio directors like yeah they it's not like they don't have a voice but they're working in part of the system
0: oh for sure yeah and i mean i i i do think like if you work well with the system and the system works well with you you can make a really beautiful movie like a really cool awesome film like i mean i think that's what you know like you got to play ball with them a little like all the marvel movies you got to play ball with kevin feige and add in like an infinity stone into your script in order to like then get your second movie where you can have a little bit more creative freedom it seems like that's what it seems like with guardians of the galaxy movies like the first movie james gunn had to throw in an infinity stone into the storyline because like they're collecting five of them and then Like, in 20 movies, then the big bad guy has all five. You know, it's like a very simple, like, progression of collecting things. Uh, And so, like, once he was able to do that and kind of play ball with Kevin Feige and the Marvel Studios a little bit, then, like, Guardians 2, he was able to, like, kind of be more on his own and make, like, this father story. Which I actually like less. I think I like the first Guardians more, but that's my personal opinion.
1: (laughs) I like them about the same, honestly. Yeah. Uh, just for different reasons. I think the the first one has more of the kind of unique intro quality to it. Uh, I think the second one, to me, is funnier, which which is like more to like what you're talking about. And like James Gunn got to do his father's story, but I think like what comes through in the second one more to me is he got to do his humor. Yeah. And I, I think oh, well, there's a lot of that in the first one, too. But I think the second film actually functions better as a comedy than the first one does.
0: Yeah, and I think it's that like creative freedom he was given, but still within the system, and to a degree.
1: <laughs> yeah, to where the third acts of both films and all of the Marvel films are exactly the same.
0: Yeah, floaty, spinny <laughs> stuff everywhere
1: (laughs) yes lots of big floaty cg spinny stuff yeah that looks exactly the same in every film yeah even and uh wonder woman explosions and someone dies and the movie's over
0: yeah even wonder woman and uh suicide squad did that um yes yeah birds of prey did not do that at all a very much more grounded film I'd highly suggest that one too. It's pretty good. It's on HBO Max now. Warner Synergy.
1: <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, and uh, here, let's let's uh, say so, yeah. So uh, there's the new sui- the Suicide Squad coming out with James you know James Gunn's the Suicide Squad. Um, there's the Peacemaker show as we were saying before, but also um, there's a trailer out for that movie. It's kind of like a behind the scenes trailer thing they did. And then they have a reveal of all the characters, like who every actor is playing. So like Nathan Fillion's in it. Um, there's other actors. I don't remember their names off the top of my head. (laughs) Um, yeah. And even like the characters that they're playing are very inside baseball, DC comics. Like, um, not a lot of people know who these characters are. Um, like I know a lot of comic readers who don't know who these characters are. Um, And then um, they also played a game, too, all together uh, at the fandom. So they had all the actors. um, It was a Zoom call. They all had, like, this green screen behind them. So they were able to, like, kind of put them all into, like, different groups and stuff and group them up. And, like, they had a neat little The Suicide Squad background. You know, like, they they did it up. They did a really good job. And then they had questions coming from, like... Uh just like fans, which I thought was really cool. Also James Gunn's girlfriend asked a question, which of course she did. Um that's how they got her in there. Uh um <laughs> uh, oh his brother was also there. Oh, his brother's obviously gonna play a CG character, Sean Gunn. Um Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. And um then uh yeah so yeah they played a little game wonder woman 1984 was actually the first thing that kicked off the fandom and then um and then they had um linda carter was the guest star on that so she popped in i'm telling you she's definitely in this wonder woman 1984 movie she's got to be like
1: i it wouldn't make sense for her not to be yeah
0: (laughs) yeah yeah and, and i would blow my mind if she actually played like a multiverse like her version of wonder woman if like she came from her earth and came down to like help out whatever that would be so cool but i don't know if they're <laughs> gonna do that which brings me to the other thing that they showed off which is the flash no footage because they haven't shot it yet because again covid a lot of like we're all wearing masks everyone's staying inside um but they they did this multiverse 101 panel and then they went into the Flash movie they're making with Ezra Miller. And they revealed some pretty, pretty cool stuff. And they actually revealed some of the stuff like the day before the fandom. And even like a month before one of these big things was leaked. But what they really said was at the um, the fandom was... And this In in this Multiverse 101 panel was that... Um, like, what is the multiverse? And they had Walter Hamada... Uh, the president of uh, DC Films and they had um, uh, who else was there? They had Jim Lee who's the, or maybe um, Walter Herman is the president of Warner Brothers uh, Films, and they had Jim Lee there who's the head um, editor, you know, he's the head guy at DC Comics and um, they were um, going back and forth um, just talking about, uh, like, what is the multiverse and what separates, like, dc comics from like other things and they're saying how um in the 60s like the first um crossover event in comics was the flash meeting the flash so a flash of two worlds i think it was in 1963 so you had like the og original flash meeting like the newer updated cool flash so you had them from two different worlds (laughs) and then you know we had crisis on infinite earths in 1985 and then all these crisis events um we had like uh the new 52 and then rebirth most recently so they're always they're you know they're always rebooting the universes but what that means is they're folding in the universes too so they're taking like the original superman that they used to write that they forgot about and the new superman and they're like no these are two different characters from two different earths you know and yeah <laughs> then one dies or one takes the like memories of the other one or so you know stuff like that um, it's how they got Miles Morales from the Ultimate X Men universe and, or sorry, Ultimate um, Marvel universe into like the regular uh, Marvel continuity. Um, you know, it's 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 what they do. It's it's how they do it. So they're doing that now with the movies. Alex Newman, Alex.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> so Ben Affleck's Batman is going to be in the Flash, which is pretty obvious because Ezra Miller's The Flash has hung out with um with uh batfleck um but now talking about um a meeting of two flashes in december they did a crisis on infinite earths uh crossover special for all the cw shows but they actually oh god <laughs> they actually did it for all of the dc shows so they went to different earths and actually different DC movies as well, because they actually go to Earth-89 in it. And this is so cool. We talked about this on the podcast earlier. It's so cool to tell this to other people, though. And you see Robert Wool, like the actor, and he's playing his character Alexander Knox, who is the reporter from Tim Burton's 1989 Batman. So they cut to Earth-89, and you see Arliss, like from HBO's Arliss, (laughs) Warner synergy and he's he gets up and he's like i hope you're watching big guy and you see the bat symbol in the air and it actually looks like the batman beyond symbol so we go back to like tim burton's earth like tim burton's bat earth which they which they regulate uh re- re- regulate no re- what's the word i'm looking for they they
1: call. no they
0: give it that they give it that <laughs> name you know they re- resignate, they relegate I think it's relegate they relegate it to earth 89 that's what it's called now in that oh okay yeah. and so this is another big thing they announced that Michael Keaton is returning as his Batman in Andy Muschietti's The Flash
1: uh, okay okay so they're I'm gonna, totally down for that.
0: Right? So they're they're doing these crossover events. They're gonna clean up this DC multiverse that they have, like the cinematic multiverse. So they already cleaned up the TV stuff. They kind of folded all the CW shows into one universe. I think the HBO Max shows, because you know, everything that was on the DC Universe app, which is now the DC, it's gonna be the DC Universe Infinite app, and it's just gonna be a comic reader. Um, but um, all of the all of those shows that were on DC Universe, you know, they're HBO Max shows now, so that's Titans, uh, the Harley Quinn animated show, which I highly suggest. You should definitely check out that show. Again, it's on HBO, okay. so I don't know how you can, but uh, it's so Eventually. it's so funny. And, like, like Commissioner Gordon is played by um, Christopher Maloney. Like, it's an animated show. Oh. He plays his voice, and he plays him so pathetic, and he's like, Batman, we need the tanks. <laughs> Like we have tanks. Like the police were given tanks. Like it's the it's the people's uh, tax dollars at work. Like we need to use these tanks. And Batman's like, no tanks. He's like, but I want to use tanks. Very culturally relevant to what's happening right now. (laughs) Uh, Militarizing the police. Um, Yeah. And then like the opening um, thing that the Joker says is just so. It's just so funny. It's just that show is just like. It's very rated MA, like rated R humor. It's so funny; people are blowing well, up all the time. Yeah, it's really great. Highly suggest it.
1: Chris, Christopher Melioni is like like one of them. like he's a super underrated comedian. Right? Actor. Yeah,
0: he's so great. I love in um, uh, well, I love him in Wet Hot American Summer, of course. <laughs> yes, uh, but I also love him in um, what was that show called? It wasn't. Um, there was like this fake kids show. Like it was like, it wasn't on Adult Swim. It was maybe like IFC or something. And it was, um, it wasn't the show. Oh man, I forget. But he did this like uh, PSA about cooties. It was like Christopher <laughs> Maloney. He's like, did, have you gotten cooties or do you know anyone with cooties? Cause you can get cooties. Like it was really funny. It's just so silly. <laughs> I wish I could remember the name of that show. It wasn't the the animated portion of SNL. That was like another... Like that spun off into a show, but that was different from this, I believe, as well. Because that was on Comedy Central. Anyway, um, yeah, Maloney is the best. And this show, I highly suggest. So yeah, Titans, Doom Patrol, um, the um, Young Justice, which is animated, Harley Quinn animated, are all HBO Max shows now. We're getting a new... Young Justice, uh, Phantoms, I think it's called, the new season of that. I think that's going to be season four. And uh, yeah, so the fandom was a huge, huge success. We um, got a lot of cool information. Uh, They did a lot of stuff about that Black Adam movie too, which we started with, with The Rock. Like He talked a lot about it. He said three characters that are going to be in it. And then he talked to the actor who's going to play Adam Smasher, who is from the All the Boys I Loved Before trilogy on Netflix. Which I don't know if your wife watched, but Holly's watched the whole thing and read all the books and loves that stuff. So she's excited for Adam Smasher, that that actor to play, Adam Smasher and Black Adam. <laughs> and she really loves Shazam too. So I think that's just really exciting that they're um, like they're kind of making a sub-Shazam universe within the DC universe, which I think is really cool. So like we're getting Shazam, we're getting Shazam well, we have Shazam, we're getting Shazam two and Black Adam. And then we'll probably get like Black Adam two and Shazam three down the line. I think that's awesome. Um, what do you what, what have you seen the It movies? Like, what are your feelings about Andy Muschietti as a director? I don't know if you've seen anything that he's done.
1: Uh, he did both the It movies, right? Yeah,
0: I, I've seen the uh, first It, and I really I th- enjoyed it.
1: Actually, I think I actually think I've seen everything he's done. Okay. Uh, yeah, I have, because um, he's just done. He had a he had a short well I guess he had something way back and oh no that doesn't count no yeah I've seen everything he's done okay. he's just uh, he he had the the first horror movie Mama with uh, Jessica Chastain yeah um uh, I mean he's a very solid director uh again I I would probably put him more on on the like studio director side especially I, I since he's not... making
0: the flash movie yeah
1: <laughs> well and both the it movies were very studio uh they're very like they're extremely well done but again like i couldn't i couldn't tell you what what sort of directorial flair those two films have that i haven't seen in other oh horror yeah films
0: definitely i mean they're and then all have three you of seen those they're, any, they're all um... very
1: very solid films
0: yeah, I, I I think the at least the first I haven't seen the second one so I can't attest to it but the first one is very solid. I do see like, the there just it's like competence. There's a it's very competently made and like, and uh, what how do you feel about David F Sandberg? Because he's the director of Shazam. I don't know if you saw Lights Out. That's one of his. Oh
1: yeah, no I that was like one of the main reasons why I was more interested in Shazam in the first place. Cause I think he's an excellent director. I
0: think he's an excellent. Um, yeah. I think he's an excellent director. I get, I think like you're not going to find dynamic directing in Shazam by any means. Um, but I, th- like he, I think he delivers a really strong product at the end of the day. I think he's going to have more creative freedom on Shazam too, which is going to be really exciting. Well, yeah, I, th- I think the creativity in that movie is great. Um, yeah, I think a lot well, of Well, the- he's Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. So oh, I think a lot of the directing is really safe in that movie. I think he can do a lot more in the second one with a bigger budget.
1: Yeah, I I I yeah, like haven't seen it. I, I can't really say, but having seen his other films I I'm not sure that he's I'm not necessarily sure that he's uh it's st- still a little bit uh what's the word I'm looking for? I still think he may be a little bit more of a special effects director oh, than yeah. a, uh, like purely story director. I think his the his uh, first two films that are his, his two films that I've seen of his and his short films, which are all essentially all of his short films are all just jump scare special effects, like two minutes. Okay, and they're re- they're really they're really good. Yeah like really good but they're like essentially just special effects Ju- yeah they're just jump scares
0: that's cool though um uh yeah i think uh first first him on twitter he's like brilliant he's so funny like he was like who should be who should be a, a guest on in shazam 2 and it was like superman um harley quinn um batman or like the truck driver from superman 2 and so, like, I, or like, I think or Wonder Woman was one of them. So, like, I think I clicked Wonder Woman. And then it automatically always gives you the answer, the truck driver from Superman 2. <laughs> like, he's so funny. Um, you haven't seen Shazam, so he does this other funny thing that's similar to that. Uh, like, he shows a clip from the movie that everyone is, like, begging for. Like, after the movie came out, people were like, why wasn't it like this? And he's like, well, here, we, we re-edited it. It's like this. So he pretends that it's on HBO Max, too. So, like, you see him go to... And this is, again, his, like, special effects background. <laughs> but he goes to HBO yeah. Max, and then he goes to press play, and it, like, let, like it, it's, like, left off at the exact moment it needs to be. And then, it, and then it cuts to this moment, and it's just, like, so funny what he does, because he totally fucks with everybody. Like, you think it's going to be this thing, and it is, but, like he makes it so ridiculous. It, it's not that thing, but it also kind of still, it's so funny how he does it.
1: <laughs> that that sounds like in a way that sounds, it, this makes me really want to see Shazam more. Cause like his part of what makes his uh, horror stuff so good is that, well, one, honestly, it's not funny at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, like there's almost no comedy in, in his horror films. Um, but like the whole idea of him just loving jump scares and the special effects so much, I could really see how like he could play that into comedy and to just like fucking with people and doing s- stupid shit. Yeah. So like I can I can imagine how that could translate into to being a really funny when you have all these special effect gags and stuff you can do with superheroes. Absolutely, yeah.
0: Yeah. And they do some really funny things in it. And there's, there is a lot of like, um, like my favorite, my favorite joke in the movie, I think is like a jump cut where like they do something and then it jump cuts and then it's something else. And you're like, that's so much better. Yes. (laughs) I can relate (laughs) so much to this moment.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I I think he's a good, good choice. I think he's, he's, I would, put him probably a little bit more in the like auteur category i feel like because of the way he does special effects it it they're so it reminds me a little bit of it like almost like not on the same level but uh, of like james cameron or something okay yeah yeah um, i
0: can see that where yeah. like
1: where he he has like such a, a such a great knowledge of the special effects and is so interested in that that like that in some ways, as long as he's getting solid scripts and stuff, is going to translate into like some really excellent films, yeah.
0: And I think, uh, the Shazam script is excellent, like that. The, the emotional beats in that movie, I think, hit so well. And I think some of the comedy hits really well. And I think other moments, maybe some of the comedy hits like less, but if you're a kid, maybe it hits well, which so it's fine. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, I think again, I just think they the emotional moments in that movie resonate so well and the ending of the movie is this big emotional moment and that like encapsulates the, the message of the film so perfectly and i hope i'm not over over doing this movie for you when you see it you're gonna be like <laughs> there's no emotion in this what are you talking about <laughs> uh but yeah, it's it's pretty great it's pretty great And, um, I think that's really, I mean, they had a bunch of other panels for the DC fandom. They did another, um, uh, they did like a second back half. What they were originally going to do with the fandom was you're going to be able to go to six different spots, like the insider verse or the fan verse or the hall of heroes, but they cut back. So the 22nd, they just showed the hall of heroes. So it was just the stream that was just showing panel after panel after panel And they had, like, Aisha Tyler in the middle and these other people from around the world, like, kind of introducing stuff, um, which was really cool. And it was just fun to watch. Like, I didn't think I was going to be stuck at my computer for the entire day, but I ended up just, like, I was fascinated with watching it. all the panels, that, even the ones that I was less enticed about. And also those were the ones where I had a moment to actually get away and, like, eat something and do something else for a moment that day. But then on, so I think, September 12th or something... They had a um, they had another DC fandom, which was so it was basically what they were originally going to do. So they had all six rooms that you can go into, and then you know just for that day you can watch all these videos. So I also watched all the videos for the um, theme parks. So like the Dubai theme park, they had this huge they had this video about, which is pretty cool. And then they had some uh, like ride videos of like they take you on some of the roller coasters and rides that they have around the world. So, cause I'm, I'm, I'm doing a little project for the podcast about like how they, how Warner Brothers used to own Six Flags and what their deal is now with the rights to the characters. Oh, yeah. And they have a du- park in Dubai, they have a park in Madrid and they have a park in uh, Australia. Uh, so they, they, they have three parks right now, I believe Warner Brothers themselves. And they used to own like this, like a safari zone in Northern New Jersey, which is interesting. So I'm going to excavate and figure all that stuff out. Yeah.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I watched those panels as well. So yeah, it was, it was fun. Um, it was cool. Cause you got to go into all the different rooms and you can just watch whatever video you wanted that day. And so I had a bunch of the panels up and then like three days later, I watched all the videos. I was still able to do that. And they would actually cycle to like the next video in the system and if I press refresh, then it would say like "Thank you, thank you for uh, visiting Fandom," um, but it's over now. So like, I was still able to watch those videos three days later because I had the tabs up, which was pretty cool. Until I refreshed. Oh, that's cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's all gone.
0: Yeah, forever. I wonder if they're going to throw that stuff <laughs> on the DC Universe Infinite app, since like they do have exclusive stuff on there. I wonder if that stuff's going to crop up at some point. I assume like the Shazam 2 Blu-ray with they're still going to make Blu-rays in three years um, is going to have like the the panel that they had for Shazam with Sinbad in it.
1: Yeah, they they should just put all that stuff up on like YouTube or something as soon as they're done streaming it, really.
0: Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, they they keep the trailers <coughs> up, but for some reason, all the other stuff they take down. I I wonder. Yeah, I don't know what the end game is with all of that stuff
1: because i mean i i can't I, I i guess i guess it has to maybe be like a in some way it has to be like a money thing like the actors and the people involved in the panelists are only signing a contract to do this live event they're not signing on to have this panel put up on youtube so Warner are oh, right. can make money off of it
0: <laughs> yeah you're probably right and yeah, there was a couple people that um that they announced that we're going to be at the fandom, and I didn't know why. Like, cause Val Kilmer was announced for the fandom, and I was like, "Holy shit, they're going to announce that Val Kilmer's in this Flash movie as well. Like this Ezra Miller Flash movie. So we're going to get like Michael Keaton's Batman and Val Kilmer's Batman like making out. I'm so excited. Or they just
1: if George Clooney comes back with the bat nipples. Oh
0: my get gosh. Out of he just starts i'm all in. it's like george george clooney's rubbing his bat nipples and then like michael keaton has his finger out and then val kilmer has like his fingers in like a circle and you know they're doing the little like like sex motion with their fingers like
1: <laughs> i think it'd be really funny if like michael keaton is supposed to come back as like this tim burton batman but he's like just Birdman from
0: that'd be really funny well my my thing is like because again we saw we saw his um with Robert Wool, like Arlis in the Crisis on the but Like, we saw his bat symbol in the air and it looked more like the Batman Beyond one. So I'm like, is this costume going to be more Batman Beyond-esque? But they revealed that, they showed um, uh, concept art. <laughs> and he just looks like, he looks like 1992 Batman, like the concept art. It's really fascinating. Like They know well, that Michael Keaton's aged, right?
1: <laughs> no, it's, it's going to be Michael B. Jordan playing the uh, <laughs> But it's going to be Michael Keaton's voice.
0: Michael <laughs> Michael B Keaton. Mike, I don't know.
1: Well, I can't remember who did Batman Beyond's voice right now.
0: Oh um, well. Oh, it's um, uh, from Boy Meets World. It's uh, I'm just drawing. Uh, the name's Terry McGinnis. That's that's Batman's name in that. Yeah, he will will Fre- will Freddle Friedel. Will Friedel.
1: Oh.
0: Yeah. And so... Yeah,
1: you can't use him.
0: No. Well, Wolf well, Friedel was announced for the fandom as well, and Kevin Conroy. And what they did was they did this really cool thing, which I, a lot of people hated, but I loved it so much, because it was a throwback to Kids WB, where they took an old Batman Beyond episode, where they had, you know, Batman, like Terry McGinnis' Batman talking to old Bruce Wayne. And they got, you know, they got the original voice actors back and they had them talking back and forth. And then all of a sudden, like this transmission comes in and it's the original Batman 66 series. So they're both watching it and they're like, what is this? Is that you? And then they're like, that's so weird. He's like, no, that's not me. I don't understand. This must be from a different like and, you know, I guess the suggestion is it's from a different like. Multiverse, you know. Multiverse, yeah. So uh, and then you know, it's just a commercial to get like like watch Batman Beyond and Batman sixty six. But it's just like really funny to see Kevin Conroy's old Bruce Wayne talking about Adam West's Batman. It's just like I never <laughs> thought things like this would exist and they do. So it's just like so cool. It's just so neat that they're doing this.
1: Well, I mean now I mean, now they can just do hologram. Adam West.
0: That's true. That's so true. And actually, right now on HBO Max, they they did do two animated Batman movies with Adam West and Burt Ward. Um, like right before he died, like two years before he died, the second one came out. So they have both of those up. I think it's Return of. I think it's just Return of the Batman or something. And the second it's, one is Batman versus Two Face.
1: It's a Return of the Caped Crusaders. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So you did you see it?
1: I did. It's yeah. <laughs> nice. Did you? St- I saw that one. I did not see uh, Two Face though.
0: Okay, and because they were going to do Two Face in the show, and they never got a chance to, so they have um, uh, what's his face from Star Trek playing um, Two Face because you know he was an actor in the '60s, so it makes sense. <laughs>
1: uh, no, I mean, and oh yeah, and Thomas Lennon was uh, a <laughs> uh, Chief O'Hara or whatever. Really yeah
0: oh my gosh that's amazing yeah, william, yeah. William, william shatner yeah of course yeah so they have william shatner playing two-face i love thomas lennon it's so great
1: <laughs> yeah i think he him and uh stephen weber uh did uh alfred
0: oh my gosh so we yeah we brought it all the way back to the beginning again with steven weber wow look at that the 18 wb podcast warner synergy up the butt we figured it out this is the steven weber like episode we've figured out the steven weber multiverse and the tim daly multiverse if they touch so wait who who did who did steven weber play
1: in it uh he played alfred okay
0: so if Steven Weber's Alfred meets Tim Daly's Superman, I remember they play brothers on wings like if that if those two characters meet in the multiverse does the does the multiverse just like implode on itself and then reset <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm, yes <laughs> <laughs> yes and. <laughs>
0: All right, so I mean that does it for the eighteen WB podcast. I've been your host, Chris Booker Taylor. This has been a fun, crazy episode. Um, it's been really fun to pick your brain a little bit, Alex New- um Alex Alex Newsom. I almost called you. Oh my god, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, uh, Alex Newman. I uh, this is a very fun episode. It's great to pick your brain because you've you've like you've seen. Like you've gone through all auteur, filmographies and watched like movie to movie like their entire filmography, like all of these famous directors, not even famous, all of these just auteurs that might not even be famous
1: yeah, uh yeah, a lot <laughs> and when we were <laughs> I was trying were... to see if I was trying to see if Tim Daly and Steven Weber actually ever did a voiceovers together, and I can't find one.
0: <laughs> oh, that'd be amazing! Yeah, <laughs> they did, but it's it's for like Phineas and Ferb or some Disney thing instead. No, I don't know. <laughs> my, my...
1: I, I mean, I you know, it's possible. <laughs> I mean, they both do a lot of voiceover stuff.
0: That's so crazy. And They
1: both like started doing it like at about the same time, and like that that like after Wings ended in the like late nineties.
0: That's so crazy. Yeah, why not? And yeah, that was Wings ended, and he must have gotten the Superman, the animated series, immediately after that. Or as I call it, the new, yeah. new Batman Superman Adventures. Because I like when they combine both shows better. And that opening theme song of when they combine both shows is so cool.
1: Wait, did he did? Let's see. So wait, he was also the new Superman Adventures? What was it called? Or was it just. Hold on.
0: Well there is um, like there was the original Batman, the animated series. And then there was the sequel to that, which takes place like two years later, where Tim Drake's Robin
1: Was it the the new Batman adventures? Yeah,
0: yeah. I feel like it used to be called like Batman Gotham Knights or something. But I know Batman Gotham Knights is the in canon spin to animated spin off to the Dark Knight trilogy. So it's, it's actually like seven uh, anime shorts that take place within the continuity of Christopher Nolan's Batman universe, Batman Earth, if you will. And uh, they're, oh, they're trying to do a, like an Animatrix thing. So, you know, you have the three a- Matrix movies and then you have the Animatrix, which are nine anime shorts. I think they're trying to do that with Batman. They're pretty neat. Some of them are really cool. Some of them, they draw Batman, or specifically Bruce Wayne, like crazy. Like, I would never recognize that as Bruce Wayne. <laughs> that is a girl. No, I don't, <laughs> It's fine. Superman, or Batman can look like... Can have feminine qualities. That's fine. I'm fine with that, actually.
1: I mean, if it was, uh... If, he, if, if they did a, like, a true, like, anime version of him, I, I feel like he would be a lot more feminine.
0: Yeah, and then, yeah, the, this Batman Gotham Knights, um as he's yeah in some of them he definitely looks a lot more feminine but it's cool all of them are really great shorts i saw that like it like, must have come out coming out it must have coming out It must have came out like 2008 or 2009 or something um but yeah it was like a parallel to the animatrix what they did there it was really cool but yeah so it was yeah it was that original batman the animated series then you said the new batman adventures and
1: yeah that. Yeah, I was thinking maybe they would cross over there, but they didn't.
0: Yeah, and Superman the Animated Series. Yeah, just that Steven Weber wasn't wasn't around back then. <laughs> like, like he wasn't in the Warner Brothers animation realm yet. Yet.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was doing. I mean, he, he uh I mean, kind of because wasn't Extreme Ghostbusters Warner Brothers.
0: Um, well, it's Sony owns Ghostbusters, uh, I don't...
1: But I thought the, the TV show was on, like, UPN and stuff, it, I it, thought.
0: It might have been, yeah, I'm I'm not sure, or was, actually. Or was
1: that the real Ghostbusters?
0: That was the original, um... Oh, Extreme Ghostbusters, I'm pretty sure, was on... Was that on UPN? Like, the UPN... Yeah, uh, I'm... UPN I'm Kids? I'm pretty sure
1: it was on UPN. <laughs> Yeah, I think you yeah, right. had like a I I am. I
0: think you are. Um All
1: right, I, I, I got to look it up.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, um
1: Cause I remember watching it. Let's see.
0: Here's like a review of it. Uh, this is claiming it looks like there's they're saying it was on Disney's one Saturday morning or Disney. No, that's the Disney Channel logo. Yeah, so I don't know. That would be like a different thing. Oh yeah, here, United Paramount Network (UPN) fandom, extreme Ghostbusters. United Paramount Network is UPN. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nineteen ninety-seven. So yeah, it was one of the one of the shows on UPN Kids, which I don't think yeah. anyone watched. Oh, Billy West and Tara <laughs> Strong were in it. Billy West played Slimer and
1: yeah i i I watched this one
0: (laughs) that's great i think i did watch a little of this one too and like it was it was enjoyable
1: this one actually had an episode that legitimately scared me
0: oh my god what happened
1: um i'm trying to remember now exactly but it was like a i just remember it was like a a thing that like uh it would hang outside of kids windows
0: oh my gosh
1: uh and like wait for them to fall asleep and like sneak in and like take their souls and stuff.
0: Wow, it was like
1: really, yeah. It was like I don't know if it was like that dark, but like it was dark. It sounds I remember, like the. And then I remember.
0: Oh, it sounds like the Dementors yeah. in Harry Potter.
1: Yeah, it was it was creepy, and like the, the the rest of the episode wasn't that creepy, but the like that beginning of it there was really creepy. I'll see if I can find it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And then um they also another show they had was The Bureau of Alien Detectors on uh oh. on UPN Kids. They're also saying I don't that, that one. Big Bad Beetleborgs was on, but I don't re- I don't remember that. I remember that being on Fox, Fox Box, like Fox Kids. Hmm. Like Beetleborgs and VR Troopers were like shitty like pretend versions of Power Rangers. <laughs> oh
1: man
0: it's uh, we're we're getting uh, it's getting kind of late we should probably
1: (laughs) word we didn't even talk about supernatural
0: yeah we didn't and that's fine (laughs) i think um yeah i'm an hour and 23 minutes into this recording which is
1: yeah we could we could talk about it next time or uh we could start start doing that next time i would be definitely down to do that yeah
0: i think i think we need a whole episode completely devoted to supernatural and that will be our that could be our next episode oh, yeah. together. That'd be really great.
1: I could definitely talk a lot about it. Yeah. And
0: also, <laughs> I didn't I didn't say this, but Alex Wilson, the reason why I haven't been able to do a podcast with him in a couple of weeks is because he just had a baby. So, oh, yeah, he just had nice. another child. So now he had a girl, and now he has a boy. So he's got one of each. So he, he did it correctly. <laughs> and by did it, I don't mean... You know what I mean.
1: <laughs> no, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Like, you know you have to be standing up so you get a boy or like laying down so you get
0: a girl <laughs> exactly yeah. Yeah, lift your leg up a specific way. Uh, just what if you watch, you know, if you watch season 3 of Arliss on HBO, then you're guaranteed to have a boy. That's what they actually said in the promotion for that season. I don't I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> oh, Arliss. All right, man. All right.
1: Well, it's been good talking to you. And uh yeah, let's if if you're down for like Wednesday nights or something, I could do this on Wednesdays.
0: Definitely. Yeah. You can definitely uh do this a bunch. This is great. Um yeah. For sure. Cool, man. And I don't do you, um do you play um like do you have you been gaming a lot?
1: <laughs> uh yeah, but I've just been playing like NBA 2K, so not really. <laughs>
0: No, that's very fair. Like
1: it's it's like basketball playoff season. I usually like get totally sucked into all that.
0: Oh for sure. And and they're in their own fandom. They're in their own Disney oh, yeah. fandom down there in in Florida. Um But Yeah,
1: I could probably talk more about the, the Marvel universe, but I mean that would not uh fit on this show.
0: Yeah, I mean it's <laughs> it's good to like uh talk in reference to it, you know? yeah i think you should yeah. check, definitely check out shazam if you get the time and i'd actually suggest birds of prey too because it um the birds of prey like they you know they they would kind of do their own thing and then they got the guy in who did the um uh like the choreography for like the john wick movies and like the matrix movies yeah. so they got him i did read about that and birds of prey so i think that adds the extra layer to it and just made it really dynamic and cool and that ending i think is like just different than anything else yeah uh so cool. yeah i didn't yeah um so let's definitely do it next week and um yeah yeah this was really great yeah i i, got, I don't really know anything about supernatural besides like there was an animated series as well so i'm excited Which? I
1: I've also seen and is also quite good. Nice.
0: And I think comic books made by DC Comics, if I'm not mistaken, which is the. M-
1: which I have and have read. Okay.
0: Before. So that's the most DC sit. That's the most like Warner synergistic thing that can possibly be. A CW show that used to be on the WB network getting its own cartoon. <laughs> On the CW seat, I think, or was it just straight to DVD? And then uh, no, a... no, the, the
1: the cartoon actually was uh, an anime. Oh, Okay, it was it was, it was remade. Uh, so in Japan, they remade basically the entire like first two seasons uh, wow. into one season. <laughs> um And the American voice acting cast, uh, at least for a handful of episodes, it is the same actors.
0: That's so cool,
1: um but uh the replacements are pretty good honestly they're they're not they' sound fairly similar
0: yeah there there's they're some really really good voice actors out there nowadays,
1: yeah, um but yeah, I'm not totally caught up on the show because it uh i mean i i can't I could now, but for a while it was on you know it was just on network tv or cw so i didn't have access to it for a while
0: yeah and i think they paused Um, showing the final episodes of the final season so that they can show it like this season since they couldn't film anything for this upcoming season so like like you know we're getting swamp thing which was a dc universe show they're gonna air that you know they're re-airing all these things for the first time on television which is interesting tell me a story from the the CBS all access app, which is going to be called like the paramount plus app in the future. So yeah, that that's on the CW. So like, it's all acquired content they're showing. So I think they're going to show those final supernatural episodes. If I'm not mistaken soon.
1: That makes sense. Yeah. We'll see if that's actually the final. (laughs) I'm not going to believe this show is over until like a few years have passed and they haven't made a a new season.
0: I agree. Yeah. I think that's a very smart thing to do.
1: Because they have no reason, they really have no reason to stop. This show's still making a shit ton of money.
0: Yeah. 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 I, so and I, and I don't know why they didn't do a spinoff either. I mean, Vampire Diaries got a spinoff and then a spinoff of that spinoff and that's still going on too. So, I don't know why they well, would not do that with that other show.
1: They did try mm. to do a spinoff. Oh, it did not go. Okay, that's... what well, well, Supernatural. Supernatural it didn't go well we'll definitely talk talk about about that eventually (laughs) that's
0: the most exciting thing to talk about backdoor backdoor spinoffs sounds sexier than i meant it
1: well i mean and also like just the fact that like supernatural is supernatural is the x-files spiritual sequel
0: (laughs) that makes sense
1: uh so like i mean yeah we'll talk we'll talk all about this next time (laughs)
0: <laughs> and that's all, folks. Roar! This has been a full dinosaur production. Meow! I've already <laughs> said on Twitter that I helped digitally restore Midnight Madness, <laughs> which I'm sure Disney does not want anybody saying.